Hello and welcome to Two Snowflakes and a Blue Box. What are we, Charlie? Two queer intersectional feminists who want to rant about Doctor Who. Or praise it, depending on how the episode went. I think we can generally, generally like this series. I feel this like we can. This is good. This series this, is a lot of yeah, praise. Yeah, I'm liking this series. Which yeah. is kind of why we're making this, because it was like. This is a feminist Doctor Who. There is a female Doctor Who. This is my childhood dream coming true. It's also like I'm able to watch a, an episode and like pick it apart afterwards, but generally I'm like, this is genuinely good. I As opposed that's... to like the last few series, it's been very much. Occasionally, like you might pick out, well, Capaldi did that scene really well, but the script as a whole was shit. I, I have two words to explain this Stephen Moffat. I, I think it's actually three words, it's Stephen fucking, fucking Moffat! <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, because I am always, so I love Peter Capaldi, I think he's a brilliant, brilliant actor, he's absolutely wonderful, and I absolutely loved his Doctor, and I wanted to love his Doctor more, especially mm. when there was Bill, because like, A, queer representation, B, POC representation, C, I had a slight crush on her, but <laughs> I really, really wanted to like, get my head stuck in those episodes, but I, then like, I never oh, really warmed up to Bill, I just I didn't. I liked her. I felt I was like, okay, she's a black woman and a lesbian. We don't need to do anything else. That's the boxes ticked. Yeah, I feel like that's. We're what talking we did. about the wrong series, yeah, no, Charlie. We, are. <laughs> we really are. Um, obviously, like we're not like keeping up. Well, we started like you know several weeks in, so uh, we are not, you know, going to be talking about them as they come out. But we're going to try and sort of focus on the story as it's developed so far and not let what we've already seen in later episodes um, affect how we talk about this one. Yeah, so we're just going to talk about the episode. Awesome. So, let's uh, dive straight in. Um, episode one, The Woman Who Fell to Earth, aired yes. in October. We're doing great. It's blinking December. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> We are many things, but we are not punctual. Or organised. <laughs> um, so, let's start, let's start with New Doctor. That makes sense, right? I love her! It is nice um, that someone took the time to inform the BBC that there are, areas, there are areas of the UK other than London and Cardiff. Yes. Like, I, th- I think there must have been like, some genuine shock there. Cause, um, I know. I genuinely... I, have I we... think I think the only other time like the North has been mentioned has been like in, the, in series the... one episode one when Rose went why are you a Northerner? No, no, it was um it was in uh what was it turn left when uh, Donna got sent back and in like this in the, <laughs> in, in the parallel world which was basically just like oh, it was the apocalyptic so timeline the worst thing that could happen was she was sent to live in Leeds. <laughs> I was like, this, that's, we're housemates. Uh, got, yeah, like, th- you're getting a window into a lot of trauma and weird dysfunction here. Uh, we live together. In Leeds. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was nice being Sheffield. Um, I like that they've all got Yorkshire accents, except for Graham, which is another thing I will come on to. But yes. um, they're, they're all Yorkshire and the. The doctor, the first female doctor, is a Yorkshire lass. Um, yeah, I I quite liked this. Um, 
so I'm trans, and uh, a lot of a lot of trans people sort of picked up on the Doctor as a bit of a trans icon. Which yes, I'm not sure entirely how I feel about that, but I think it helps because like one of my trans friends has used the Doctor Doctor regenerating in from a man into a woman to explain her transition to her younger mm. brother. Oh, that's quite cool. Um, and actually made it so much simpler for her brother to understand because this mm. brother was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm going to get back to video game. You know, because children understand trans issues better than adults. Yeah, a lot of yeah. the time. Um, there, there was one line I really liked where she popped through the ceiling. It's like, madam, what are you doing? It's like, why are you calling me madam? Which is such a fucking trans mood. Yeah, so... it's, it's early days, but like... <laughs> I, I'm, I like quite, I'm quite enjoying her characterization. Um, I like that they haven't gone overboard with making, like, oh, the doctor's a woman, so she has to be, like, so much woman. Like, she's not wearing a skirt, or she's got yeah. clothes that have pockets, and that is just yeah, not it's her practical of. clothing, yeah. which I think is really nice. I um, really like the clothes that she's wearing. I like that it's not... It's kind of feminine, but only in that um, they're fitted for a woman's body. Yeah. And... Um, like you were saying when we were rewatching episode one, she looked fucking hot in P- Peter Capaldi's outfit. She, I, I, why, why am I like this? Why, why is it like any hint of androgyny? And um, this is not the oh time God. for our therapy. <laughs> this is not the time for our daily therapy sessions, Chris. When is Charlie? <laughs> um, I think what was quite interesting was she was quite ruthless with the villain in this episode. Yes, like she. It was when he like detonated the bombs, but she had moved them into his body. So yeah, but she gave him the chance. She's much more prepared to uh, engage in that sort of thing than previous do- previous incarnations have been, which I quite like because yeah. like, it is sometimes a bit frustrating when you're sometimes you're just sort of yelling at the TV, just like there's a very obvious solution here. <laughs> just kill him. <laughs> he falls off yeah. and also like. I, I like that she did give him the chance. She didn't just kill him. Like She was like, yeah. you have the chance to go home and not hurt anyone. Mm. And because he didn't. And then when... Because she didn't actively kill him. Even when the bombs were killing him that he had put in place, she still gave him that opportunity to go home. But it was... Um, what was the guy called? I don't know. He was very forgettable. He was Colin? Colin Maybe. Something. The weak white boy that was just kind of there. The, the target. Yeah. And I like that when he did push away um, Zimjar, as we looked up, um, yeah. <laughs> that when he the, the alien fell to his death, um, the doctor told off Colin, white boy, whatever his name was, um, can we just use any generic white boy name? As long as it's not my name. Okay. So, Tom. <laughs> John. Yeah. Any biblical James. name, basically. Oh, that's my name as well. <laughs> um. Like, we've talked a bit about the villain already. What did you think? It was... I, I think he was a pretty standard yeah, Doctor was, Who villain. He was a standard villain of a week. I, um, I think it went back to... This is what I like is that Chris Chibnall worked on Torchwood and mm. with RTD, so it's, it's very like reminiscent of the RTD um, villains and aliens. It's, it's very... like Even in the first episode, you already got that like sense yeah. that this was going back to the new Doctor Who's first few series that were good. Yeah, um, 
I, I thought, yeah, it was a pretty standard, like, villain of the week. Um, I thought the tooth thing was, like, a nice idea. Mm. The only thing I was wondering was, like, do they only hunt humans? Because it was quite clearly all human teeth. I think that's what... do you what... do if you come across, like, an alien who doesn't have teeth? Like... I'm trying to think of a Doctor Who alien, but all I can think of is like... Like a Zygon. Do they yeah, have teeth? I, I, I think they do. But their teeth look very different to ours. I think the whole point was that um, they hunt on Earth. Yeah. That's what they were kind of getting at. And that they're no longer allowed to hunt on Earth. Oh, I guess so. Um, so what do we think of the um, companions, side characters, whatever... I really like Yaz. Can I rant about Graham? Right, so basically... Briefly. I think... So, this is how I felt watching that episode. Um, obviously, when we get on to later episodes, I'll explain my feelings now. Um, but at the time with the first episode, I was really infuriated mm. that there was an old white guy as one of the companions because I felt that the BBC had moved, done something so progressive, it had moved forward and it had got a female doctor and two POC companions and they are great and they're fabulous and those three alone work great and then basically they just went oh we need to have a white man to kind of appease all the fuckboys who are complaining that um it's a female doctor and it'll never be the same basically peter davidson right um and so and then also because I really like Grace. I really, really like her character. I think she makes a great companion because she's just ready to go straight in and do anything that's Mm. needed and take the initiative. The doctor said, don't do this. And she went, no, the doctor needs help. I'm going to do this. And yes, okay. And I'm kind of... I'm really annoyed that she died at the beginning because I think... I'm going to let you finish. I have a lot of feelings about this. I feel like her death would have been even better if they'd saved until the end and that she'd been courageous and done all this amazing stuff for the Doctor repeatedly and that that's what led to her death at the end of the series and then next series, the three and the Doctor could then move on having to not be with Grace because her funeral scene was beautiful but I feel like it didn't really connect with the audience because the audience didn't really know about Grace so we're being Mm. told about a character that we didn't really get to explore and I feel like it would have meant more if... um, we as the audience had been able to see how courageous and how funny and how inspiring she was, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so obviously, uh, Graham is like a white male character, but when did we last see a an older companion? Rory's dad. Exactly. And how was he treated? He was treated as a joke. And I actually, I actually find it quite nice. Uh, I, I quite like Graham's character, and this may be my later. Yeah, I like Graham's character now. Me, but like, I quite liked him, and it was quite nice having an older person in the TARDIS, uh, and actually being vaguely competent. Is my take. Um, I I like Graham now, but that's. I'm saying, you know, episode one, I wasn't that sure on him. But that's why I like, by the time, well, when we get to those episodes, I'll say that I like Graham. But at this point, in episode one, I wasn't that keen on him. Also, because I'm not a big fan of Bradley Walsh. So, I think that's a big thing. So, my, my issue with Grace is, 
she never felt like a fully rounded character to me. Mm. She was a plot mechanism and she was something used to build emotional weight. She had no flaws. She was this perfect woman so we would grieve when she died. Exactly. And I I should clarify, we're both white. Um, I felt uncomfortable that they did that with uh, a black woman. That yeah. They did it, like, her role was to care for the men in her life. Yeah, like her she started ro- off as the nurse of Graham. Yeah, and uh, her role in the narrative was to die. Yeah. That felt very uncomfortable. Which is why I would have preferred if, like, if they felt the need to kill off a character... I would have liked would her be- to be an actual character. Yeah. Exactly. Rather than we need to like give some an emotional depth to this, um, though I do I do like that um, they're sort they're sort of exploring grief in a way you haven't really seen uh, so much in Doctor Who. Like one of the recurring themes is uh, when when villains are monologuing or whatever they they quite often go well are you the hero or do you just run away as soon as things get difficult? Because you never really see... You quite often don't see the consequences of the Doctor's adventures. Mm. So I think it's quite interesting that they made a very conscious decision uh, to... It sets up really nicely to explore grief. Yeah. Which I think is so valuable. Um, uh, Should we talk about Ryan for a bit? Yeah, sure. Yeah, um... I think it's really sweet. Yeah, it's a bit, bit of a bland character at this point, but um, yeah, I think it's good it's, that he's got dyspraxia. Like, yes, is this the first, uh, the first companion who's like disabled and that's made? Clear? Yeah, I think so. I think it might be. Um, I think. Is this is dyspraxia this disability? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um. And I think that's really good. Although what I have read, is that it. He does play into the Doctor Who has a habit of racially stereotyping characters, and um, that with mm. Ryan, he is the all the black male characters in Doctor Who, pretty much I think bar one have um, what's it called absent fathers. Yes, that is. And he has an absent father. That, and is... that is a very negative stereotype about black families. Yeah, are his parents even mentioned at any? His mum is dead and his dad is absent and i don't really understand the necessity i understand like the relevance in order to have been living with his um grandmother and graham his step-grandfather um why his parents had to be out of the picture but i don't understand why his dad had to be absent it's like they could have both just died in a car crash a few years earlier or something yeah um i also what I did quite like was uh, the dynamic set up between uh, Graham and Ryan. Mm. Um, and again, that's something I don't think we've seen much of in Doctor Who before, which is sort of uh, remarriage and sort of dealing... Uh, yeah, step-families and... Yeah, which is like obviously a big part of the world we live in, but yeah. not really a thing in Doctor Who so much. Um, and also, like... I know we're focusing on episode one, but the relationship you later see is very different to episode one. And I think episode one sets up quite nicely the beginnings of why we see such a development in their relationship. 
And I think that's quite nice. Shall we talk about the plot for a bit? So I think to a certain degree, um, the first episode of A New Doctor is always a really difficult one. Because mm. you you have the whole regeneration, which is always portrayed as a very uh, intense, transformed yeah. thing. It's your entire body being restructured. Your mind doesn't really know where it's going. Um and it's establishing how this Doctor is different, whilst at the same time trying to do a plot. And in this one, also, like, introducing four new characters. Yeah. I think, it, in that respect, it's done very well, considering mm. how much it's got to introduce. And I think that's why it's longer than the rest of the episodes. Yeah. Um, I think it was very it, good. I think by keeping the plot line simple and very RTD-like, yeah, it, it did that successfully. It, it was a very... Uh, yeah, the strength of this episode was definitely not in the plot. It was the characters. It was the set up. the The plot was a mechanism to introduce the characters, yeah. essentially, um, and build and kill off the, the only black woman. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still and not they killed that. off Bill, and she was a black woman, and it's like, ah. Uh, uh, I, I loved Bill. I was quite entertained by the uh, the scene where Jodie Whittaker. Uh, f- makes a new um, makes a new screwdriver oh, yeah. using the science and, <laughs> and I just found it really funny because it's it's this weird thing of uh, movies having no idea how to show like science or engineering or whatever so it's just like manly D- d- Google what a blacksmith does <laughs> and then let's do that but with flamethrowers. Let's just put a <laughs> mask. Get rolling up her sleeves. It'll be fine. It'll I be mean, fine. she looked badass, but it was... Uh, I mean, I, 10 out of 10 for aesthetics. I, what did you think of the episode overall? I really liked it. I felt like I was watching good Doctor Who. I think it was a nice break from Stephen fucking Moffat. (laughs) And that's all I needed. Literally, because I know so many people who got put off Doctor Who, stopped watching Doctor Who because of Stephen Moffat's fucking plot holes and sexist characters and everything that's wrong with him. Part of the reason I was making this is, for the first time in ages, it feels like it has the same magic yeah. Doctor Who had when I first started watching. I feel like children can watch it. Way now. back with Eccleston. It's got that same sense of fun. Yeah. It's 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 fun again. Like, is this episode perfect? No. I, well, I have issues with it, but I think it was a solid, like, first episode. Considering the amount of characters they had to introduce, I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah. I'd, I'd give it a solid 7 out of 10. I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay, you gave it an eight. So it's seven point five overall. To clarify for anyone listening, because we we probably had to cut out a lot of bullshit. Um, me and Charlie went on like a full on five minute argument about which. It wasn't five minutes. It was two. Two. I was watching the monitor. Thanks for listening. See you next week.